Podcasts are an independent way for podcasters like me to bring a local voice to your ears. At the Spent the Rent Podcast, we strive to raise awareness of topics that affect the often underrepresented. Our title sponsor, Oregon Cashflow Pro, offers free money management advice that can help you take control of your finances. At OregonCashflowPro.com, you will find videos to guide you towards your goal of financial freedom. For more info, there will be a link in the show notes. The following podcast is available on all major streaming sites, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can now listen to all previous episodes, donate to the podcast, and buy shirts directly from the Spent the Rent podcast at our newly designed official website, strpod.com. Welcome to the Spent the Rent podcast. I am your host, Patty Rose. My guest today from Boop Troop Eugene is Trey Stewart. Trey, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. So before we get into this, we want to get drill this home. You are not here representing the movement. You are not here representing Black Lives Matter or Black Unity. I think everybody knows you are a little biased. We're not going to try to hide that fact. <laughs> that you started your work, which we're going to go into today, as a sympathizer of Black Lives Matter. And you're still about the cause, but you've decided that it's easier and better for you, not easier, but it's better for you to go into more of a media area and try to stay impartial. And we'll talk about that at length, but I do appreciate you doing this. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I haven't done a podcast yet. so <laughs> Yeah, this is the first of many. So uh, if anybody's unfamiliar with who you are and who Boop Troop Eugene is, uh, you've become a little bit of a local celebrity in the last couple of weeks. This weekend, specifically, uh, the Black Lives Matter and Black Lives Unity, correct? That's the protest that have been mm-hmm. organized in Springfield, has hit Springfield streets. And so far, in my opinion, uh, who's someone, again, I kind of bias as well, but I definitely can see both sides to everything. The way that I grew up, my father's extremely conservative. My mother's extremely liberal. So I'm kind of at a, a benefit in that, that I can see things from different perspectives. But They've been nonviolent. There hasn't been a lot of, you know, destruction of property, if any. Definitely not by the people organizing these events. But the really, I think the reason for round two is because this, the internet, the social media comments that people have been making, especially in Thurston, mm-hmm. were out of control. So it's like, yeah. oh, I guess, our, I guess our point's not getting across. Yeah, the, that, it's mainly, mainly people, a lot of people on that Lane County caught on camera page. As soon as it gets put on there, then that's like when the comments start to get nasty. And the, and the trolls it's funny start because to I bought a house in Thurston two years ago, or I'm buying it. I didn't have cash. That's a, that's a lot. No, <laughs> so, so I bought a house two years ago. Uh, and when I did, one of my good friends, a customer of mine who's become a good friend, added me to that group and so it's a train wreck i mean i've got it's a train wreck always it is actually a very useful tool for the community but because of that there's other groups popping up that that are going to be moderated a little differently and i and i don't really want to throw the moderators under the bus because they're doing everything they can moderating a group is really difficult especially when there's political issues because you know like this i'm going to show my bias i'm fine with that my goal is to show that you are doing a service and that what you're doing has been appreciated by people that may not even disagree because you've really put yourself out there and put in some hours. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. So, <laughs> so first of all, tell me a little bit about Boop Troop Eugene and what that is. 
So Boop Troop Eugene, it got started. So Boop Troop, the name pretty much came randomly. So when I first started streaming, I had like, I have like a, like a tactical like police vest that I have and like it has like a gun holder in the front. And instead of like obviously having a gun in it, I showed like a hand sanitizer bottle in it. And when I was streaming, I would like, I would turn the camera down and I would give people hand sanitizer and then I'd just like randomly, cause I always make a bunch of random noises um, when I, when I do things, I'm so ADD, but we um, were walking through the walking anyway, walking through the road. And uh, when I was giving people hand sanitizer, I just kept going boop, 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 like every time I did it. <laughs> so then everyone in the comments that were watching just kept saying boop, like every time I did it. And then they were like, oh, we're just going to call ourselves the boop troop. And like, it, that's just started from there. And, it's crazy how fast this is can't this is happening. Yeah. I, a lot of times with my podcast, I it's basically just my Facebook feed coming to life, you know, and I mm -hmm. watch what people are doing and then I reach out and I I messaged you a bunch. Funny enough, you had posted a, a thing. We didn't we don't know each other. We've never met. This is yeah. the first time we've talked face to face. We have a lot yeah. of mutual friends, obviously, but but you had posted something and it was a meme and it was like, if we were a couple, what would you say to me? And I, I had messaged you already about the podcast, but I don't think you saw it because you're getting buried your messages are getting buried and you oh isn't that start an argument thread yeah it was like let's start an argument and i was like why haven't you agreed to come on my podcast which is not how i approach oh. it ever <laughs> and then it was funny and then i ended up deleting it and then i because it was stupid and it's just not how i want to represent what i do oh you should have yeah. left it off you should it was funny because if, if people took it, it out I of context you. but anyway you had reached out and you finally got back to the messages and i'm i'm grateful that you did so the boop troop, the name started from hand sanitizer, another yeah. effect of, another effect of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think it's a really good name because it's easy to remember. And, you know, it's crazy because if you look at the description on the website and on your Facebook page, which both of those will be, the links will be in the show notes. This mm -hmm. has started in like the beginning of June, you know, yeah. <laughs> in like, like middle of June. Yeah. It was like May, May 30th, May 31st was the first stream or something, I think. What was that for? Was that Friday night? That's like the night that started it, started it all off. <laughs> so how did this come about? So what we're talking about is, is that if anybody hasn't seen your feeds, which is crazy because the last one you did got 40,000 views. So it's reached nice. It's, it's reaching, uh, just astronomical amount of people. When you started the feeds on Facebook live, uh, what was the first one? Um, so the first one is that Friday night. I, had been spending like the previous four days to so that Friday night, like watching all of the uh, writing and stuff happening in Minneapolis. So I was already just like tuned in, just like watching the live streams all day at work, all day, all day at night, falling asleep, watching them all. So I was kind of just like interested in the movement and seeing what was going on because I'd never seen anything like this before. And I was just like, this is kind of crazy. Like I didn't really understand what, what they were, why they were so upset about things because I don't have like a whole lot of black history and we can get in my family. We can get into that in a little bit. Um, anyway, I had been seeing the live streams and, and people cover the events and stuff. And then there were some talks about um, some people downtown starting to like form up and like do like a protest or meet up. Um, so my, my buddy Cameron hit me up and he came and picked me up and we went downtown and we're like standing on top of a parking garage and like heard some fireworks getting shot off over close to where that intersection was at, where it all started. Um, where the looting and everything happened at and um, so we just went over there and I was just like well I'm just gonna go live on Facebook when we get down there so, so if someone wants to see what's happening or, or whatever else I didn't really like plan on going live the whole time we went down there we just wanted to go see what was going on and as soon as we get down there at the road it was like right before all the fires and stuff happened there's probably only like 
maybe like 20, 30 people there. They started pulling down all the traffic cones and like barriers and porch furniture. And then all of a sudden just started lighting it all on fire. So I was just like, damn, this looks intense. Like not like thinking about being a reporter or anything. I was just like, this looks crazy. So I'm just going to like film it. So I just you already had your gimbal. Is it called a gimbal? The one that keeps your phone centered? Yeah, it's like a gimbal or something because it has like a gyro on it. So it like moves around. Right. So you yeah. already had that. No, I didn't. I didn't have okay. anything. I was just I was just holding my phone. I I because I didn't have any equipment. So I just I was just like holding my phone. We went live, and then um, I guess my my friends that I had on Facebook was wasn't like too many even at the time because I'm usually kind of good at keeping my my uh, Facebook page personal because has like all my family and everything in it. Sure, that's um, gone. That's out the way. Yeah, that, that's gone. <laughs> yeah, it's but, interesting uh, how passions. You know, this is something that I can tell that you're passionate about just because the hours that you've put in. And just, I think Boop Troop, I think it's, it's getting off on this Black Lives Matter thing, but I do think that long-term, it's going to be more than that. It's not that that, this is a huge issue. It's the number one issue yeah. in the country. I think it's even a bigger issue than COVID because it's going to be here for longer, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and it's been here forever, you know, mm -hmm. since the origins. Yeah. But I think that the goal is, is to do guerrilla journalism, you know, street journalism, and I think that that's really needed because our local news is all outsourced by it's not even local anymore. And so, mm -hmm. and because of the rise of Facebook live and shows like mine, the podcasts that are local, we have our own voice and we have a way to do it. Now with what you're doing, you're just kind of, you're just hitting record and letting it go. Obviously there's, you're a human being. So you, you kind of, you're, you're on, you know, you'll be behind the camera sometimes talking and people will, yeah. You, you can see your character, you know, but the, you're not the, the star of the show. The star of the show is what you're showing. Is that true? Yeah. 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 I mean, pretty much that, like I was saying, like that, that first night we just went down there and went live and then like, I wasn't even paying attention to the, to the screen or if anybody was really watching. Cause I was just trying to watch what was going on in front of me. And I, next thing I looked, we were at like, it was at like 500 and 600 and 700. Then I hit a thousand and like 1.5 and two and like, Although I think that the, the highest we hit that night was like 6.5 or 6.6 thousand like people in the live stream. And then like, I kept getting a bunch of phone calls. So like the Facebook video just ended up cutting out. So we had to keep coming back. But, but yeah, I just went, went down and just pulled up the camera. Just like, holy crap, look how crazy this is. They're lighting fires down in Eugene. And then just like everybody decided to join because I was just like one of the first people down there live. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> Eugene has a pretty crazy history of, of protest and well, that wasn't, I think the fires, that rioting is completely separate. And I think that we've mm -hmm. seen that in Thurston in the last couple of days that, you know, has there been tear gas in the last couple of days? I've heard rumors that there has. So I, so the other night, not last night, but the first night that we did the Thurston March and we dealt with all the police underneath that uh, bridge over there by the library. I heard that when um, the group got dispersed, there was a can of tear gas that was deployed at like a smaller group. I didn't see it. So I'm not, I'm not like. Can't confirm that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that's what I was told that night and by, by a couple of people from the boot troop that were there that were like, yeah, we got gas and had to run. So I, I believe them, but I didn't see anything happen. Yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't heard that at all. And, it, you know, so this is interesting. So I think that that gives us a good segue into the ethics of journalism. You know, I know that you're obviously doing this amateur. You're doing this independently. And hopefully you do pursue an education in this. I really think that you've got a future in it. I think that it's obvious that you're passionate. So it's funny that sometimes, like I said before, passions will find you when it's natural. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's it's good because I, in my opinion, 
you have shown a lot of ethics. And so one of the ethical things that you do is you try not to show faces, which is easier because of COVID, there's masks mm -hmm. and then no license plates. And so, you know, how did you kind of come to the conclusion that these are the ethics that you needed to show? Well, just, just, just by like, a, well, I mean, just by like a lot of people in the chat and stuff kind of reminded me since there was so many people watching that, like having people's faces and stuff in, um, people some people don't like want other their family members or friends to know that they're out protesting or whatever else just like protect people's personal identity because people can get doxxed and that type of stuff yeah. so like say someone's watching that doesn't agree with the march or doesn't think that the people out there should be out there then they can like screen capture the thing and like reverse image search people blah 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 blah. i've already had people do it i've had I had people complain about it and stuff so as soon as people started to make it known that it's better to just respect people's privacy and license plates and stuff. I kind of tried to do the best that I could like while watching everything else going on to, to do that. And also I've been like an avid like viewer of live streams and like the internet and like IRL and stuff for like years. So like, I kind of like know some of the basic rules cause I've been watching like ice Poseidon and then like all those goofy IRL guys over in LA and stuff for years. So um, I have like a little bit of like, kind of like a gist of like kind of how the rules go a little bit, but I've never like, done it you know what i mean so it all just like yeah happens. and it's tough to be it's tough to be perfect especially when there's you know 500 to a thousand people or whatever the numbers are it's tough yeah. to be perfect and then you know obviously there's some things that that people you can kind of you can kind of get a feel for it some people want to be on camera you know they're coming yeah. right to you. they're they they're a magnet to that camera you know so yeah i mean i'm definitely getting a little bit better at, at feeling it out and stuff and then i've gotten a lot better with the with the thing the gimbal that i use now so i can like kind of look around in the crowd and like look around at people so somebody's like looking at me and like they make they're like making it look like they don't want to be on camera or something i'm pretty good at getting around him and stuff like that and yeah there are definitely the people that are like Rah! like want to get yeah. in it too so. and then you flip it around you know you flip around on yourself and i think that uh you know a lot of times that the what people are watching may not be the best you know video it's just your head but but then mm -hmm. uh, no offense no no but then uh <laughs> Just your head. I know. <laughs> what are you trying to say, huh? I know. No, but you're protecting people, and I get it. Yeah. But it, yeah, it, yeah. it, it, that's a lot of times when the audio is great because it's constructive dialogue, and sometimes mm -hmm. you don't know who who you're talking to. I know that on the first night, on Friday, there was a guy who was was very uh, apologetic to you for some of the DMs that he had sent, some of the nasty things he said to you online, and that's why I really truly believe that that what you're doing and and the movement separately. There is some po there's a lot of positive and it's reaching people that may not think that it's having a positive impact on them because they're like, oh, this is really uncomfortable. This is really, you know, it's just my neighborhood. I don't like it. I, I'm uncomfortable. It's like protests shouldn't be comfortable because then it wouldn't be effective. You know, yeah. there's, a, there's a national dialogue, but definitely in Springfield, there's a massive dialogue going on and kind of a reshaping how society is going to tolerate some of the racism that is rampant, you know, mm -hmm. so so one of the other things that i've noticed with ethics is um you know breaking up fights before they start one of the the big mvps in this whole black lives matter movement in eugene is his his name's isaiah and he can be seen wearing a furry outfit like i think it's like a leopard print and he's a yeah <laughs> he's a big dude and he's and you can i've never met him either uh, i think we've now became facebook friends but you can just tell his warmth and his kindness just from your feeds that mm -hmm. he literally, he'll be protecting this side and then he'll be protecting this side. And he's literally blocking anybody that's being an aggressor from getting to the person that they're trying to be aggressive towards. And that's really encouraging to see. 
that there's we're here for dialogue, you know. And yeah, Isaiah Isaiah's awesome, and him him and um, Clea, which are like two of the the leaders of the uh, the Black Unity Movement, which are one of the groups that's been organizing the protests and stuff in Springfield. Uh, he uh, he was like one of the people that was down um, on Friday. If you had seen that that stream, that was like trying to hold everybody back from breaking stuff as well. So, and that was like the first night that I like met Isaiah. We didn't actually like formally really meet that night, but like he knew that I was videotaping him and, and, and stuff like that. So we just kind of were speaking back and forth a little bit um, throughout the next couple of days. Cause he was at every event, but yeah, I actually met Isaiah um, that first night. Cause he was even that night, like standing in between people in the fires and people in the buildings, trying to get people to stop breaking stuff. So he's, he's always been a peace warrior. It's been awesome having him around. That's the difficult thing is that there's so much talk about, you know, th what the framing and the, and the words, words matter. So when people are saying, mm -hmm. Oh, the riots that are happening, and it's like, I mean, what makes a riot? Now, obviously, that first night was unacceptable. Nobody yeah. wants destruction of property. It, it's, it's counterproductive to the cause. And as somebody that I am an independent contractor in a barber shop, so I'm not the owner, but I own my own part of it, my own stake in it. Yeah, I was thinking about, are, is, are the windows going to get broke? You know, and, and, and businesses across the, the, the area have been affected by that. And it's really un unfortunate because we actually pride ourselves on open dialogue and encouraging mm -hmm. everybody to be have opinions and as long as they're not hurtful and hateful then we will talk about things we don't have to always agree either you know so that first night put a put a bad taste in people's mouth but i think that that had a lot to do not to make excuses for the whoever was doing it but i think it had a lot more to do with covid and quarantine and people being like i'm tired of being cooped up so they're mad it's, about yeah you know, see, that's, see, that's what I thought, because it, that that night, like the original big protest that was supposed to happen and the, the first organized like Black Lives Matter movement was supposed to be that big one on the Sunday that the big marks that everyone took from the um, the federal courthouse all the way down to the park. Um, that was supposed to be like the first big one. And like that's what I was saying that Friday night, like that was just really random. Like we just happened to hear fireworks and it. people, I think, just happened to be downtown and just. That, I think that's what it was, was maybe everybody else seeing kind of what was going on everywhere else and being trapped in from COVID. You know, that was like the first time that that many people had, had really been out in public like that. And, and Eugene, I think since COVID had happened, I think that you're right. People were just pissed off for being locked up for so long and just like, and just like needed to let it all out for being stuck in for that long. And it wasn't, it, yeah, I, I, and I remember seeing a lot of the people that were breaking and stuff and it was just like a bunch of kids and just like pissed off people it wasn't you know there wasn't even hardly anybody of color at all that was like really doing anything it just looked like a lot of just like pretty pissed off just like oh i'm gonna release my anger like <laughs> type of situation so now i'm gonna throw a curveball at you and i know that you're not here representing well, we've already talked about this you're not representing mm -hmm. the black black unity but it's obvious your bias and i think your opinion would matter on this now when you're at these these rallies have you ever felt unsafe in Eugene? We're going to get to Portland in a bit, but in Eugene, have you ever felt unsafe? Um, so when everything first started happening, especially that night when everything was going crazy, I never felt like unsafe. I don't think because of the people there, like maybe when I was like up next to the buildings, when the glass was being broken. Yeah. But that was because I was putting myself like up in the front of the building, but um, I've never like personally felt like threatened or unsafe by any of the people I started to feel pretty unsafe like like I'd say like three three or four days after streaming because it was like the first time I was like actually receiving like a bunch of messages and stuff and I just had like ton of death threats just people like 
I had people follow me home, drive by me like pretty close to my house. Like, cause I had people drop me off away from my house so I can walk there without having people know like where I live and stuff. Cause I have people in my messages like, Oh, we know what car you drive. We know where you live. We're going to come by your house, blah, 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 this and that. And the, the one night that I kind of just like switched my mind and like kind of why I just like don't really care anymore. Um, it, it was a night that I was streaming and I was like sitting like out like kind of down the road from my house and like, somebody in the chat was just like going crazy just like f you f you f you f you like i know where you live i'm watching you you better run you better watch your back and like like literally like a couple minutes after them spamming that in the chat this car drove by like really slow in front of me where i was sitting down like out by myself in the middle of this like almost field just completely by myself um and and just the stream and i was talking on the stream and and we had about we had about like six or seven hundred people just chilling in there and the car drives by and they're like they're like fuck you go on what are you doing out here blah 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 just screaming at me like driving by real slow and i was just like all right like that makes sense i guess i should walk home so i got up to walk home throw my bag and stuff and like there was this uh bush or whatever that was kind of close to where i was at and like i guess i i went i like moved my bag and adjusted it and it like moves on my jacket and it made like a kind of sound so it sounded like somebody was like in this bush like right next to me when I was walking and it like oh freaked me out so like I started to run for a minute and my bag was so heavy it like swung around in front of me and I lost my balance and ate shit and like popped a bunch of water bottles in my bag and like my knee and hand got all like like messed up and I was just like I don't know that just that just like freaked me out and like I like like went home and was just like super freaked out and paranoid about it and like that night just kind of thought about it and then from then on like pretty much everybody without getting off on a huge tangent on that sure. um pretty much just like everybody that's like been messaging me and like you said have been having problems since then i've been doing the best that i can to like approach people and like people f have been following me around like during protests harassing me trey we know who you are we know you're not actually neutral blah 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 you used to chant all this you're right like i did used to do all that stuff when it first started because i didn't know like i wasn't like right. educated I, on like i guess my question is is that you know watching the protests and this is the difficult thing I have with ACAB, okay? Mm -hmm. is, that, is that watching the protests, sometimes the protectors of the peace are the police, you know? Mm -hmm. So in that moment, because what would you do if something, I mean, we would, we, you have the right. This is the, the whole point of the movement, in my opinion, is we want protection from the police for everyone. <laughs> Literally, that's what it's yeah. about. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. The only reason people are anti-cop, and I get the, the argument of ACAB, I don't agree with the sentiment because I think it's not effective in my opinion, but that's a, a separate thing. But mm -hmm. it's because if, if it's not protecting everybody, then, then it can't be, it's, it's, not, it's a broken system at that point. And that's what people are frustrated with because yeah. as a white person, I have felt protection from police, you know, by police in many situations. But watching the feeds, I think an average citizen, and I know him. I'm throwing a curveball at you, and, and, but it's just, I've seen a lot of people's reactions and I've talked to people, you know, friends of mine and they, that's the, how they see it. They're like, they're being, they're screaming in the cop's face and yet they're protected by those same cops. It's a really difficult thing for people to swallow. But I think that's the whole point. Wouldn't you agree that it's like, it's because there's not that protection for, every, from every, for everyone because human yeah. life isn't valued. You know, like George Floyd's life, they don't think about his family losing him. You know what I mean? That's the whole issue. I feel like I feel like I feel like maybe some people's frustration and maybe to put some sort of perspective on why people are screaming at the cops and stuff, because I understand it. Um, and and me personally, like I'm not 
for ACAB as well. Like I have like my aunt's a cop, an ex-cop. And like, as soon as the streams and stuff started, she was spamming me with messages. Why are you saying fuck the police, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like they're not all bad. Like I grew up wanting to be a police officer. I grew up wanting to be in military, like big call of duty kid. You know what I mean? So like, I, I've, I've, I have respect for that and for law enforcement and stuff just because of where I grew up and everything. Um, but I think where, why people um, get so upset at the police and why people are screaming at the police now, especially with what you've seen in Springfield is, they've they've done a good job of marching for themselves and and trying to get a movement going and awareness going for themselves and they feel they they feel offended or they they feel like the police shouldn't have to feel like they need to be the one to like block off roads and do that stuff and like and the marches because regardless of whether the police are there or not they have an agenda to have a route to get home safely and, and they have a team of bikes and stuff like that so i think that's what pisses them off is when the police come and cut off the routes when they're already being peaceful you know they're they're out doing marching in the streets peacefully not breaking anything and then the police just end up showing up barricading off the road like down there you know what i mean and we're not, we're not doing anything wrong so i think that's why it, it irritates people because when they're out there trying to practice their rights and just do things peacefully as you've seen in the videos the police will, will be out there just asserting themselves in and feeling make you know trying to trying to direct traffic around or, or, or call rule make up new rules or whatever else as, as you've seen and I, I don't want to throw shit at them either but no you know it's tough I mean? and I, I mean I, I can tell that you're thinking about it from different angles and that's that's how we have to look at this you know we have to and I don't know it's just it's difficult and again I think the issues and why these are these are continuing the protests will continue in Springfield are because of what's happening online more than what's happening in person I know on Friday this weekend uh, the gentleman with the American flag that was walking around, I ended up hearing him on the feed later in it. And he was really having some constructive conversation. You know, it's like, he, mm -hmm. he, he so the thing about, thing about him, not, not to cut you off aside no. from what happened on, on my stream, he actually like had his own phone up the whole night too. And was shoving his phone in people's faces and like trying to, trying to do that and be the aggressor. And tor towards the end, when he was on that street corner um, at the end of that night where you saw what he was talking with everybody, he actually ended up like turning off his phone, putting it in his pocket and like actually just like having a conversation and talking. And that's like what's been happening with people. Same thing that you mentioned earlier where um, the gentleman that um, had, had been messaging me kind of was walking with me and apologized and like that, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's really like, especially in Springfield, like what be everyone being persistent has been about is people have like been like, going okay well this actually might mean something to some people because they're doing it over and over and over and over and if we just listen for them for a minute instead of just screaming and waving our flag you know what i mean that, and that's what's been awesome is because i've been able to see both sides hear both sides and like see see these people actually just calm down and be level-headed and listen to them for a minute and a lot of them take the other side you know what i mean and, and it's, it's, sure. been, it's been awesome so and the other side isn't necessarily i mean there's definitely racism but the other side quote unquote it's yeah. about racism. It's about maybe maybe they just want normalcy. They don't want to see the protests. But you know, for a lot of people, enough is enough, and they're going to make things uncomfortable until there's change. And that's just the yeah. way it's going to be. And I've been impressed with how many people I'm I'm acquainted with, even family, who have noticed the nuance of this whole situation, where they can see, you know, things where they're like, well, I mean, I don't like it, but at the same time, it's like. I know that black people have been treated poorly by the police and by society mm -hmm. in this country and the history is wrong. And I really commend people that can admit that they've been wrong, you know, when yeah. racism that white of any color. Cause I, I don't, what are you, whatever you call it, discrimination, racism. I know that there's an argument some make that you can't be racist against white people. We'll just call it discrimination then. Right. <laughs> you know I mean? Discrimination yeah. shouldn't be tolerated. 
you know, and, and it, it means a lot to me when I see somebody admitting that they've been wrong and that they've mm-hmm. got information that they can educate themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. Um, you know, one of the things that's Portland has been different. <laughs> Let's just be real. So that first night that you had talked about in Eugene, that's more commonplace in Portland with the graffiti, with broken businesses, mm-hmm. broken windows. You've been up there a couple times. And I noticed on the other feed on Friday, you were talking about going up there. Did you end up going up on Friday? Not that Friday night because um, the stuff in Springfield ended up going until like almost midnight. Like they, they were going for a long time. It was maybe even a little bit later than that. And I was like, yeah, I got too much going on the next day. And it was like, there was, I have a bunch of streamer friends up in Portland. So I was just like, they got it. <laughs> I was just, I think you, you, I think you're doing a service, even though it's going to get stay smaller. I think you're doing a service for Lane County, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I think that, that not to tell you what to do, but we really appreciate. And I say we as a broad swath, I think there's people that disagree with anything about the movement, but they do still appreciate what you're doing. Yeah. So that's been really cool to see, you know, that there's mm-hmm. been some positivity. There's been a lot of negativity, but it's getting drowned out by the positivity, which is really good. Yeah. Portland. Yeah, that's, that's one thing I've noticed. Portland. You had a situation that you had talked about a little bit on one of your feeds where you basically had to get a gun drawn. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so pretty much what happened was that, that night, Luke, I went to Portland with Lucas and um, or Luke, people know him by, and uh, so we were out streaming, and at, towards the end of the night, there was like a, everything had settled down. We marched over from the Justice Center over to the Apple Store, and there was like a group of um, guys out there playing football and just like kind of just having fun. The night was winding down, um, but there was also just like this this homeless dude or some dude that was like, walking around with like this big pipe or something, I guess that kept coming and threatening the group a little bit. So whatever they, they shoot him off. I thought that was ended. So I was like, all right, whatever ended the stream, Lucas and I left, we drove around the block a couple of times trying to see if anything was open for food. And we just ended up going to the seven 11, which was like right down the road from where we were just at. Um, so I had, I was coming out of seven 11 with Lucas and I wasn't even streaming or anything. We were just going right back over to the car. Um, but I had like put my vest and everything on, uh, on, on me, on myself anyway. And we came out and I was like, I'm going to walk over towards the car. And I was like, hmm, where's Lucas at? And I didn't see him over by the car. And I, like, I heard like yelling and like some altercation happening down the road. So I looked down and I saw like a group of people chasing after this. this uh, it was black. There was a group of black guys chasing after like this white dude. And they were running after him down the road. So I was like, oh, shit. So I ran down the road and I like, came on my Slurpee and, and, and stuff to uh, Luke and ran over there. And there was a group of people like jumping and like beating on this one guy and they had him on the ground and like they were kicking him and stuff. And there was a bunch of people standing around watching, but nobody was doing anything. And I didn't know like what that dude had done. You know, it may have been justified by them to do it, whatever, but like, I didn't know what happened and I wasn't just going to let them sit there and beat this dude in front of me. Um, and I was like, I'm not going to jump in there cause I don't know these guys. And I was just like, I don't know what to do. So I pulled out, um, I carry a flashlight on me. That's also a taser. <laughs> so I pulled that out and I was like, I just like air fired it a couple times and it like spooked everybody that was fighting and everyone turned over and looked at me and then like all the guys that were beating him then started to like come after me and um there was like this shorter guy that was in the group that that uh that ran up and he was like oh give me your taser give me your taser blah 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 and I was like no no I'm chill I'm chill I'm just trying to break up the fight like I'm not gonna zap anybody I just didn't know what to do and he's just like cussing at me like lifts up his shirt and like shows me that he has a gun in his waist and he's just like give me your taser give me your taser so I was like no I'm not giving you my taser so he, they like run over to the corner and they're talking whatever so I follow them over there because I just want to talk to them and be like I was just trying to break up the fight like I've been hanging out with you guys all day like marching like I'm like 
here to help you know what i mean and and I, as soon as i walk over there like they like turn around they're like what's up what's up what's up and just like get in my face i'm just like i'm just like here to make peace before i head out like i just bought a slurpee i'm trying to go home and 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 they're just sitting there yelling at me and then one dude just steps up and like gets up in my face and like goes to swing at me then i like i duck when he swings me like he knocks the top of my ear knocks out my damn airpod which got left up in portland oh. and so he knocks it out so I, I i like turn and just book it um I turn and book it when I when I'm running. I look behind me, and the, and the guys that have the guns and stuff they're chasing after me. And I couldn't tell on whether they pulled them out per se, like when I was running. But I felt like they. And to me, when I looked around, it felt like that's what they were doing. So I was booking, and I I booked it about a block, and they followed me for about a block, and I ran around the corner when I was running. They were like, "Go over, we'll fucking kill you, blah blah blah. You better get the hell out of here. We'll shoot you." And I was just like, "All right, <laughs> I'll take a hand." And I like ran around the corner and like just hid behind a car. Another funny thing, there was a like a security officer, like the security guys that drive around in Portland. He he was like right around the corner, and I came sprinting around the corner, a lot of breath, and I was like, I stopped on the other side of the car, and he rolled down his window. I was like, those dudes over there just threaten to kill me if I don't leave, and I was like, I'm trying to get out of here, and he's like, oh, I would leave if I were you, and he just like rolled up his window and drove off, and I was just like, all right, so I guess I kind of see why we do need police driving around. <laughs> this security officer just like drove off on me. I was like, whatever, but yeah, that was that's what happened. Then. It's hard to blame him because I mean that dude's probably making 14, 15 bucks an hour, you know. Yeah, I I mean I probably would have done the same thing. Yeah, same thing. It's like, to be honest. It's like that's not you know, and and when you're security, you're you're hired to protect a certain area, you know. Mm -hmm. And he's like, that's not my jurisdiction. Like I'm mm -hmm. I'm gonna go home to my family and you know, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, I mean, and again, I, when I ask you those questions about your opinions on it, I know that you're not, you're not representing the movement with your work, but obviously in individually you support. And, the and yeah, I'm not afraid to state my opinion either way. I mean, the reason like why I said I decided to go neutral with it and like really kind of just take a step back to allow everybody to talk is because like my personality, like I'm not like a, like a, just a randomly just like, fuck you for no reason type of person. Like I'm pretty reasonable. I like to like be friends with as many people as I can and just like have everybody feel like they are heard. And, and you know what I mean? So for me at first, when I was, when I did start protesting and did start recording, I was chanting and I was screaming, fuck the police. And I was doing all that and just going hard with it. And like, I started to like actually think, Oh, what am I chanting about? Why am I yelling this? Like, what is this effect? You know what I mean? Like this, me yelling, this has this effect on these people and these people are upset about it. So what can I do? Uh, so, Oh, I need to take a step back and educate myself. So that's kind of what I've been doing. And I'm not afraid to like talk about what I believe in, but for, for me, like being presented as just like walking around, it, it's just a lot more beneficial for me to be able to just give everybody the opportunity to speak because now all the police in Springfield and Eugene know who I am. They all know me by my name. All the people that come and counter protest with the flags all know me and they all like are like, Hey, what's up, Trey? And then all the people that are protesting. So it's so it's nice now because I it can is, walk Yeah, because it. we'll be and I'm sure that that situation in Portland kinda opened your eyes too. You're like, I gotta I gotta just just be there to be the eyes for the community. Do the do the, the service. And you know, this is a multi pronged approach. There's a lot of different people that are doing different parts, you know, and and I think it's it's being I think it's being clear or it's, it's being recognized what your goal is and that you're literally doing this for everybody. You're not doing this to, to show one side or whatever. You're just showing everything. I think it's pretty honorable what you're up to. And I really do hope you pursue this education or this, an education in journalism, because I think you got something there. Yeah. You know? I, I'm, I think I'm thinking about it. I just like, like I said, like this, 
like that, that that first night I went down, like I didn't start like recording, like in and like in the mindset of, oh, I'm gonna record this and like like capture this for the movement, and you know what I mean, like because I didn't know that that's what it was about. I just was just like, holy shit, shit's on fire. I'm gonna record this and like just pretty much got thrown into into, into being the one that is down there all the time recording which i'm not complaining about I, I freaking love it i quit my job to do it you know what i mean so it's like i love doing it and it's awesome and 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 yeah like you were saying earlier it's like it's like a like a passion that i felt like i had in me anyway that like kind of just like just like got pulled out so it, it's, it's awesome so you said I, I was gonna ask this question it's ridiculous but you said that you quit your job so how much is george soros paying you <laughs> that is such <laughs> so ridiculous you know how much is he paying you not not is he you know yeah. oh my god yeah i mean i think that there's something there and hopefully you know if people want to donate to boop troop where can they do that um so right now um we, we're working on getting everything set up like to like be a business and, and non-profit and all that so when money gets donated it's it's going back um like so so pretty much i guess this this will if, if people want to want to kick down and help you pay your bills your rent and stuff yeah so if if if, he, if people want to help me out um like my my uh venmo is just at stogard right now so it's at s-t-o-g-g-r-d and then paypal is the same thing but i think it's no it's not anyone so it's at stogard too so s-t-o-g-g-r-d and those are like, going to be on your personal page as well like whenever you yeah. post feeds then you post like a digital tip cup is what they call it nowadays yeah 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 th yeah those are on there but i think what we're what we're really trying to get worked in here soon is like the get like the business and everything set up because i i feel bad taking donations from people to just like get stuff for myself you know even even a lot of the money and stuff that we've had donated has gone back to getting more supplies and stuff for for protests we went and bought like th like a couple hundred ponchos from when it was raining and, and and that type of stuff as well and um we're we have a bunch of like community members and i know you said earlier like this is like Oh, the the boot troop is hopefully going to be making this another move and like another big movement aside from like the black lives matter thing not taking away from the importance no, of that exactly yeah they, because, because because it's 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 a what what boot troop is it's it's full of all of the community members and, and and like everybody in town and artists and all these people that like have been living here for years and have all these opinions and things we want to do around town to fix you know i know this this contractor and this guy that um, builds things we're gonna go around and like rebuild like all the flower pots and like help rebuild businesses that got destroyed and just like go into businesses that have been here for years and just make things look nicer you know yeah. and that that type of stuff so that's that's really what i think the focus one thing not, not to cut you off but one thing about politics okay and i yeah. learned that by doing this podcast the only true way to, to effectively get things done is coalition building and so what you're talking about is coalition building to an extent mm -hmm. but it coalition building has to be with people with disagreeing with differing views a lot of times we'll never get anything done if we only work with like-minded people that's mm -hmm. one of the things with my podcast is that i tend to have people that are progressive thinking and that's because it's growing as it goes on i'd like to have more conservative voices i haven't when i've done election coverage because there's literally no point because it's mm -hmm. people i mean there's no point because everyone's going to be like trump is innocent and we see things completely different there's no breaking through or there hasn't been anybody that's logical. It, I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. If you think Donald Trump is, is fine, then, then we have no reason to have a conversation. Yeah. It's, it's not even debatable. But anyways, I just, I learned that from James Barber coalition building is about is everything. So getting people to sit at the table is really important. More people, more voices at the table, 
But when we do get to the table, we all kind of have to compromise and come together. And it's gonna be really mm -hmm. difficult, you know? And so mediation is, in, my next episode is about arbitrator, a, a, a woman who's a, was the first female arbitrator in the state of Oregon. And that'll mm -hmm. be airing here soon. And what's, can you define, I'm, I'm a little dumb. Can you define arbitrator? So yeah, we talked about it on my episode. So basically there's a difference between a mediator and an arbitrator. In her, she worked in labor arbitration. What that is, is when the, man, the labor management, so the business, and then the union that protects the employees, mm -hmm. they would have a discussion or a disagreement. And then an arbitrator in the middle would hear their sides. And then an arbitrator is like a judge. So they would make the decision for them. Okay. Oh, okay. A a mediator would be somebody that would hear both sides and then they would kind of give their input and then they would persuade the both sides to come to an agreement, but they themselves have to come to an agreement. Oh, so God. mediation is, and, and again, uh, I'll be dropping that episode. So I'm not sure it might be tomorrow and it might be next weekend. I haven't decided yet. Yeah. But anyway. So yeah, well, that's a really cool one. And she's, uh, it's funny. She's an older woman who's a, a family. She's a, second cousin once removed that found me on social media so that's oh, right. a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> senseless plug for my own podcast but anyways great <laughs> it's really nice to, to finally talk to you i'm i'm inspired by the work you're doing in the community i encourage anybody listening to this to go to booptroopeugene.com also the facebook i'm gonna tag you and boot troops facebook page and you're, you know, people can follow you. Uh, if, if you disagree with Trey's work or whatnot, or whatever you want to call it, just follow him. Don't add him as a friend, just follow him. Cause then you can see the feeds, you know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. a friend is literally called a friend for a reason. Well, I gotta, I gotta figure out how to make it to where people can follow my personal page. Cause right now I'm just accepting every friend request. Like I went through and I like, pulled off, I, I made copies of all my personal information and then removed it all to just like accept everybody. And what we want to do is move everybody over to Twitch, but I, I, I just don't have like a good, like, like stable phone and everything right now to like be able to do it on there each time. So eventually it's, we're going to have everybody onto a different platform instead of Facebook. So that way people will just have a page to go follow. Um, but right now, Twitch, all the Twitch, friend on Twitch, do you have to have an account to view it? Um, you have, I think you, yeah, I think you have to have an account to view it, but it's, it's free to make an account. You can watch I, it for I free. My opinion, I think Facebook reaches a wider audience. Mm -hmm, you know, yeah. I think it reaches a wider range of age, a range of uh, viewpoint, you know, cause Twitch, in my opinion, and I'm not paid by Facebook. I think Facebook is the devil. So don't get me wrong, but like, but like this, this, this video just got taken down. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I just, I don't know. I worry about that. I've thought the same thing for the podcast, you know, hopefully boop troop Eugene gets big enough that you're doing live streams on the website. You know, mm -hmm. that should be the goal. Yeah. And, then, and then you post that and you can do it through OBS. We'll talk off air of ways that I can, and over the next few weeks. Yeah. Cause well. you can reach, you can restream and, and do, and do all that. I'm pretty sure as well too. So, so yeah. yeah. Anyway. So uh, thanks for doing this. Uh, thank you for everybody listening. Uh, I'm going to end this with a song that I, I released the day that Bernie Sanders dropped out of the, the race. And right. <laughs> I had been working on it, but I, it was fitting kind of because it's called revolution. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's tough with songs. I didn't make it for this episode, but but it, I thought it was fitting because it's it's called Revolution, and it's like all I really wanted was just a little revolution. I mean, come mm -hmm. on, you know, you know, just a little revolution, mm -hmm. which is you know a big thing, and I think we're seeing one. So, mm -hmm. uh, Trey Stewart, Boop Troop Eugene, 
Uh, this song is me, Patty Rose, Revolution. Thanks for doing this, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> society. and all of their power. And that's what a political revolution is about. 